Sauce. Yeah, yeah. State Talk Show. What's going on, good people? I'm with my good friend and also recording artist, Dino Bands. What's, che, che. What's going on, Sauce? Thanks for having me, man. It's your boy, V-I-N-O-B-A-N-D-Z, Vino Bands. My new video, The Box Freestyle, out now. I'm just... I'm just humble right now to be a part of Saw Straight Talk, man. Been a super fan since day one. Like, yo, he really be putting me on, like, like with his insight and his perspective on sports is real humble. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a humble perspective, you know what I'm saying? Unless he's talking about Tampa Bay. And that's when, like, then that's when he loses me. Well, uh, I appreciate that compliment. And even though I would call that a compliment, what you said about my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because it's ride or die. And I know you feel the same way about your Redskins. My who? My who? I, I believe I said that correctly. My Lakers? Yeah, they they was doing good. This <laughs> I can't talk about no Redskins in public, man. Don't even put that brand on me. Right now. Oh man, nah, nah, Redskins. HTTR to the death, no cap. Right. This has been tomorrow, a rough thirty years. If tomorrow y'all got Cam Newton, I, I guarantee you'll change that tune real quickly. Oh, no, I want Cam. I want this Cam. I want the. I want. Uh, I think Cam and Ron got some unfinished business for real, for real. That kind of got cut short due to injuries and this Cam not really having like a, a offense in North Carolina. Uh, I'm about to say in Carolina, say North Carolina, Carolina down there and with the Panthers. So I'm just like, if we can get this, uh, I don't think Haskins is ready. And if you sit behind Cam, I feel like that's humbling for like a black quarterback to sit behind yeah. another black quarterback the Absolutely. same that play kind of the same. So I would think I would want. Cam to get one more shot, and if he can get a shot in DC, I think that'd be dope for my franchise. We need a shot in the arm, period. We need some right. life, and you know what I mean, and I feel like Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, and Cam, yeah, that's some big moves. And um, if we pick up Chase Young in the draft, if there is a draft, yeah, facts, super facts. So how's everything been going with the quarantine, man? With coronavirus going on, everybody's been inside, been chilling. Been, I know, mean, I truthfully, it's going, it's going like. See, backstory on me is I, I I did a little situation when I was a kid, so I'm used to, like I'm used to being in the house or like being in rooms. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like I'm not bugging out about being in the crib. Plus, I'm like a family man, anyways. So it's kind of dope for everybody to be together for this long. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think like everybody works a lot. Everybody's going to the kids go to school forty hours a week. Parents work forty hours a week. Um, you don't got a lot of time with your family. So I'm enjoying that aspect of it, but on the on the other side of the, how much society is going to change due to this illness, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, that's the scary part of it for me. I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah, a lot of things going to be different, especially with sports. I mean, you got the NBA, they're talking about doing horse competitions and they're not looking like they're not going to do the postseason. Then you got the NFL talking about they're going to be moving training camp and that's looking like that's in limbo, college football sports entertainment you got movies are getting pushed back marvel cinematic universe has been on fire the past what five ten years ten now they're here so i mean you know it's it's bad for a lot of things it definitely is pushed back society it's pushed back entertainment it stopped the court system like you like you gotta understand like all right people compare to the flu and as a virus and i'm just like that's cool i understand like you more people die yearly from the flu, and more people have died totally from the flu. But the flu didn't keep us in the house quarantine, shut our schools down, shut this down, shut that down. Shut, I mean, as everything's shutting yeah. down, CEOs are walking away from companies. 
what I'm saying? The actual virus itself hasn't been contained yet. It's only getting worse. The timeline of when society will get back to normal is getting longer. The flu didn't do that. You know what I mean? And, and that's the side of Corona that I, I, I look at more as it's like, how far is the government going to use Corona as a mask to invade society's privacy? Mm-hmm. And like, when is the end going to be? When is it going to stop? Like, what, what, what is the, you know what I mean? When is the breaking point? And you know, our government, they're, you know I mean, they're capable of anything, you know what I'm saying? So I don't want to get into that spill, but I just know Corona and uh, COVID, COVID-19, however you want to describe it, the whole quarantine epidemic is, um, it's something that's gonna it's, it's gonna change the course of international history. It's not gonna yep. the world's not gonna be it's not gonna be like, oh, come outside after this. It's over. Yep. You know I mean, you're gonna have to get vaccinated, you're gonna have to get this or that or this or that. It's gonna be some type of stipulation for you to be a normal person again. That is correct. And then businesses are gonna struggle. Small businesses are gonna be done. Businesses that was trying to recuperate, you know, during the time where they could, and now this happened to where they ain't gonna be able to just they're gonna have to fall under. I mean, a whole lot of things will happen when it's when it ends. And like you said, you said a person, we ain't gonna be able to just go outside and be like, it's over. You know what I'm saying? Steps and changes. I mean, think of movie theaters. Movie theaters now gonna have to operate differently because yeah. people are gonna want now theater, um, uh, in theater movies to be on demand. No, that's $20. A, I'm I'm actually not to cut you off, but that's insane that you said that because I don't know if um. I know, I know you got, I know you got kids. And I know you real good. I know you're real well with uh, kids in your family. Like, I mean, you're, you know, I mean, you're a big kid at heart. You know what I'm saying? So I always, I feel the same way with kids. So I always can like watch kid movies with my kids and get into them yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. So I'm a troll saying no cap. You know what I'm saying? Like the last trolls for me was lit. I watched it with both my kids, my son and my daughter. We love it. You know what I'm saying? Soundtrack, all that. And the new trolls is coming out. World, uh, world tour, I think it's called. And um, mm-hmm. of course, the movie theaters are closed. It's I'm coming. It's, you got to go to www.trollsondemand world world tour trollsondemand.com and you can watch the movie from home. And I've been um, I think Hollywood has finally caught on to the fact that hey man, we don't need to go to the movie theaters no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, Back. and they're they're tired of taking that financial hit. Like the movie theater in my town closed down, Martinsburg. Um, our Regal shut down. Simply, be, wow. simply because you got to think people don't go to the movies no more unless it's a Marvel movie. That is facts. Yeah, nobody's going to go see no chick flick. Nobody's going to see no comedy. Yeah, no rom stuff is all action. Why would you risk getting head in a movie theater when you can Netflix and chill at the crib? That's <laughs> <laughs> bottom line. I mean, that was stuff we did as teenagers. And being grown at a price with technology, I don't mind paying twenty dollars to watch the movie at home. No, no, you don't. You don't at all. And you can. Re- it's like it's like you can watch it as much as you want. You can make your own snacks. Pause it. Go to the bathroom. Yeah. Start it. You know what I'm saying yeah. it's a. It's all about the the pessimistic, optimistic way of looking at things. Like if you want to be like, oh damn, I can't go to a barber shop. And shit, I went and got to shape up yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people are still giving you what you need. It it just shows you how much honestly I'm gonna. The black community should have supported itself more. You know what I mean? Like, if if you if for instance, if you're a female that's going through nail problems right now, if you would have let Lucretia in the hood practice on your nails when she was trying to get right with nails <laughs> instead of going to Jingling up the block that did them for thirty years, Lucretia would be nice at doing nails now to be doing everybody's nails out of her crib one at a time. Nah, nah, every girl need a feeling now because y'all been going to them Asians instead of going to the black nail shops. I see it all the time Hello. with women. Hello, I see it all the and time. Now, they won't they won't let their home or your. You know what I mean. 
men we're different we go to the black barber shop so i can go i hit my barber i hit barbers and get a shake up anytime but i feel like the women they like they're really lacking they're like they're sick right now can't get their eyebrows done can't get their nails done can't do i'm like damn i should have i should have supported cool. y'all hood more yeah, because y'all not going over uh, what to call his house, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, Jingling ain't even picking up the phone. Right, what you want? No, 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 we're close. <laughs> but yeah, it, like I said, it's just changing the course of society. It's going to make people have to support their community more in the long run. You're going to have to buy in locally, like, to stick together. Or if not, you're just going to, I mean, it's going to suck. Yeah. Because we're going to have you're to right. stick together. If you stick together on a local front and, you, and, like, your hood is good, your neighborhood's good, your community's good, and it's like, that shit goes a long way at a time like this. You feel what I'm saying? Like yeah. unity, like real unity, like real unity. Yeah, correct, correct. And that's why I like with with uh, local rap. You know, what I'm saying uh, local local hip hop. That's why I, with my highlights, I always try to put either your music, Ishquay, uh, Notorious Gooch, Doobie, DC, like people that I listen to and I rock with. I try to put people behind that on the highlights and stuff instead of like industry people. Because it's like I'm trying to get them to be like if somebody watched my watch the highlight they have my name on, they like, who's that rapping in the back? Word. I want that feeling to be like, oh, if somebody did ask me, I can go, Oh, that's Vino Band. And oh, that's that's Ish Quay. And I always that's why I like I always appreciated that from you because it's been like a, a genuine level of support. You know what I'm saying? Like you you run into like right now, you run into so many people doing the same thing. You know what I mean? A lot of people are trying to be rappers. A lot of people are trying to do podcasts. A lot of people are trying to start clothing lines. A lot of people are trying to be Instagram yep. models. A lot of people are trying to be a lot of different things. So when you find somebody to actually support your craft on a like a natural level, like yo, I actually fuck with you. I actually fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh word, that's what's up, man. I actually fuck with you. Like naturally, like I like what you do. Like how consistent mm-hmm. you stay with the memes, how broad of like a sports range you could talk about, how versatile the sports topics are. It's not just always, I guess you can say urban sports topics, you know, like the basketball, football, fighting. You can get into baseball, you can get into wrestling, mm-hmm. you can get into hockey, you can you get into a lot of different topics and it's clean content. Now that's what I always mm-hmm. appreciate it. It's like, oh yo, so yeah. if he's right, and I appreciate him using my music with that content, because the content is alone without any music behind it's fire. So when he adds right. music, when you cross platforms and you reach out locally and you keep it West Virginia and you keep it in the mountains, man, you gotta show love because nobody loves us. I swear to God, no, nobody loves that's West fact. Virginia. You'll never see somebody like you know, like so many people are from West Virginia. That's like me, like Jerry West, Randy Moss. We got some legends. You know what I'm saying? Like from the state. You know what I'm saying, but yeah. that's it. You know what I mean? Like like as of late, you really don't. They don't show us no love on the national front. No, well, locally we got to pick ourselves up, like you said. Like locally, we pick ourselves up, and we all, you know, saying get that following. I always say that where people want to look at something with with a lot of numbers, and and that, that comes from people they know and people they're around and people they're from, and that's why you got bigger cities, of course, we have larger number of people. So a person from, ah, uh, shit, let's go and say Atlanta. You know, they post a video. That's, if they got. You know, so many so views, it might reach in the thousands. Those are the people that know them there. Why can't West Virginia be the same way? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's how people really blow up. I mean, it's not because somebody in California heard it. No, California, somebody in California saw that number. And they said, wow, their whole hood, their whole city was behind them. So we should rock with them. And I think that gets lost sometimes in some parts of West Virginia. I think it gets lost all the way across the state on a, like a front 
not like I feel like every area in the state goes through it. Like if you're a Huntington artist, you go through it in Huntington. If you're a Charleston artist, you go through it in Charleston. You know what I mean? Beckley artist, Martinsburg artist. If you're an artist from West Virginia anywhere throughout the state, it doesn't matter if it's the Panhandle, the Valley, or just in the middle of the state in the Morgantown area, you just go through fighting for support for some reason that other places like like you said if a guy from atlanta jumps off the porch and starts rapping and he just gets his hood to supporting he he damn near blows up off of that That, that's all he needs to go viral literally like put out put out enough content to feed that fan base and it's like if you do that from west virginia i've been doing it on a on a serious tip for six years now and i'm starting to get i mean big like better and whatever you want to say the platform's getting better crafts getting better but Sometimes the support's not always organically there. And I don't complain about it no more because it's just like, I'm going to just keep grinding because it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. I just want West Virginia to support West Virginia the way Cali supports Cali, Philly supports Philly, Chicago supports Chicago. Yeah. Are there beefs within every city? Yeah, of course. Every, every It's a competitive sport. Like You, wanna, you might want to be the best out of West Virginia. You feel what I'm saying? You might get the distance somebody from West Virginia to prove you the best. And that's as long as it stays in the realms of competitiveness, that's cool. But at least support mm-hmm. each other. You know what I mean? Like, but that's it that. is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's, it's 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 like it's like it's like wrestling in a sense. I mean you got guys that are faces heels, but you know, you're gonna have people who, that one person will follow that person and they gonna be like, hey, you gotta get on this wave for I me. Mean, and then next thing you know, this wrestler has following they gotta they gotta you know you like man they came out of nowhere or they might have did something different like man i've been following this person and they switched up their gimmick or something like that and it happens on all fronts but it's just like like uh you know in the state of west virginia i think you have that just that little bit of hesitance of like man i could do that or 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 they ain't gonna make it or oh he trying to be a rapper now it's, it, it that needs to stop, man. That really needs to stop. I think more so is like, man, like that's 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 rock with this, man, or 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 at least try to share as much as you can because what that is is that it, it's you you're gonna listen to somebody else's music that's that's somewhat somewhat the same, but just because they're from Philly, Cali, like the places you name, that they get a little bit more of a standing. That shouldn't that shouldn't be the way of the masses. I mean, you got people come from all over or they can be talented. It doesn't matter where they're from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just about the talent they have inside. No, nah, that's exactly right because this is what I said it um once before speaking with one of my homies live before. I'm going to uh, touch on that. The Touch on what you said. They got rap artists in Asia doing trap rap. You ever go online you could type in Rich Chigga and he's an Asian mm-hmm. trap artist. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and yeah. China accept it accepted it and the, the people in hip hop in America accepted him like what he does behind the scenes to get respect on another level is is I don't know but on music front Rich Chigga is lit they got artists in London UK that Drake is definitely bought uh, shed a lot of light on and um drill artists in London you know what I'm saying like actual drill gang gang rappers in those areas and people take them serious. And then you got you got to Cali, you got Atlanta, you got everywhere it takes something serious. And then you look at West Virginia, and it's like, I mean, I'll, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Ponce his respect. You know what I'm saying? Because he actually, I feel like Ponce might. I hate giving some respect to people I don't know sometimes, and it's not it's not that I don't know I don't know him. You see what I'm saying? It's not like I yeah. I hate him. I don't know him, but I feel like Ponce, from what I study of my, of my peers, has made it the farthest out of all of us. Not saying mm-hmm. that he's necessarily the quote unquote best rapper out of West Virginia or the realest now. I don't know him. 
to throw any shade on his character. I just know what I follow, what I've seen on a career front. Yeah. And then um, Sean Graves down in Huntington. I just being down in Huntington at that time and seeing those events. They, I was there when he was opening up for Migos. I was there when Lil Dirt came into town. I was there seeing uh, YG the Youngin, you know what I'm saying? Do his thing in his hometown, you know what I'm saying? Like, I saw West Virginia support West Virginia, and then they'll just stop once the wave is over. You know what I mean? Boom. And it's just like, and that's why Ponce was like, I seen, actually, I seen Ponce and Sean get into it on social media, and I was just like, wow, like, I mean, he did, like I said, it's a competitive sport, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have people on the same team want to be better than the next man. And I, and I read those comments, and what Ponce was saying was like, I had to get out of West Virginia. West Virginia didn't fuck with me the way that Texas fucked with me. Cali fucked with me. Vegas fucked with me. Like, these people are actually buying my merchandise, coming to my shows, singing my songs, downloading my songs, paying me at venues. You know what I mean? Like, West Virginia wasn't doing that. And and that's that's why West that's why it's sad here, because they don't. They don't. I remember quick, like, the real quick, and then I'm done with the, I'm move on to your next topic or whatever. In my town, when I dropped Benny Backwoods um, a couple years ago, I couldn't get a venue, right? I, it wasn't nothing that I personally did. It was peers in the past that did shows and fights broke out. And, you know, violence that occurs on the hip-hop front is magnified. They want to shut it down immediately. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't get a venue. And I just I said to myself, I got to do something different. And I went and got a barbershop. Shout out to Andre's Barbershop on Burke Street. In Martinsburg, mm-hmm. and I went and got a barbershop, and they, and I threw a whole vine- a show at a barbershop, and kept all the you know what I mean the, the earnings of I mean everything, and then Beautiful. I I looked up and I was just like, I had to do all of that my damn self, like you know what I mean, like God damn, how much do the artists got to do in West Virginia to get people to come together? And it's it, and it's it's fresh. It's frustrating, bro. It's frustrating at times because you got to do everything, everything. Mm-hmm. I tell you a funny one. Then we then we will move on to the topic as far as what you just said, like real quick. Is that about doing everything? And that is about whenever you come out with a show or something like that. Even me, I'm not, you know, uh, what you would call mainstream at all. But whenever it comes time to sit there and put something out, there's ways to advertise, especially with today's technology and social media and stuff like that. But there are ways you can get the radio stations and stuff like that. And people will go through all those avenues. And then somebody will go, man, I ain't nobody, man, you should advertise. And I, and that and that statement right there that be made, and it's just like, well, A, you probably didn't listen to the radio. B, you probably scroll right past my, my promo. So it's just like... When you say I, I should have advertised, oh, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. You definitely seen it. So I mean, that that's just one of the mind-boggling things of where it needs to get better. And uh, I think I think uh, I think it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better because um, I think with especially with music, man. I mean, like people people got a uh, crazy ear for beats, and then you put the lyrics behind it now to where like back in the '90s, it was more lyrics. And you you're hearing more like what that. Now music is being to where SoundCloud and stuff like that to where music, man, let's make some good music. And if you got some dope ass lyrics to put behind it, man, that's going to even be the cherry on top. And I think in the next three or four years, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, um, in, the, in the state of West Virginia, that these local artists don't have to have the stigma like, oh, they went in the hood, or they went trapping. Yeah, they, I've gotten over it. This is how I, you don't I told artists to get over that stigma, though. You have to, like, 
all right, Lele's Lemonade. Once I merged into that and they and I like I put my I put a piece enough of my personal life on the forefront and another another light that's positive and the whole community can accept it. And it's just like wow. And I yeah. and I told local artists, I was just like, remember when Nip said be be a entrepreneur, you know what I'm saying? You want to be a brand, you don't just want to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's hard just to support one thing. Like rappers that actually have deals and have sold millions of records and have gone on world tours have gone live and said there's no money in music. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So you gotta know that like, damn, once I make it, I ain't really making shit. So why not start right. to build platforms on your way that can last and and and, and five, six years, you've got more than just a, a SoundCloud or Apple Music catalog and a few shows. You got an actual clothing brand or a beverage brand or a podcast or a vlog or whatever else. There's so many ways for you to be not just a rapper anymore. Right. That is fair. And now moving on. Now, over the weekend, which was something of a speculation of with the COVID quarantine and all that stuff like that, man, like... Wh- WrestleMania, WWE has been the main sports entertainment, sports, whatever. The sports have been canceled. We've been missing out on the great UFC events. The freaking Tony Ferguson and Khabib has been shut down. That made me almost. <laughs> I mean, we've had, the Lakers were on such a tear. It looked like they were going to roll right into oh, the playoffs. Oh, we beat the so Bucks and Sixers but, and the Clippers. We was redeeming hello. ourselves. Hello. Um, so then when the COVID comes up, we got LeBron missing the game when the layup against the Brooklyn Nets, so we knew things was messed up. Yeah, so they WWE, were sick. Them niggas were sick. Sick. So Vince McYoung, so I said Vince McYoung, Vince McYoung sat there and said, you know what, I'm going to make a conscious decision here. I'm going to say, hey, I am going to keep this going, and we're going to have no audiences. Now, first they was going to say, well, we're going to keep, you know, saying certain people um, uh, you know, they was gonna have I, I think whenever shit didn't hit the fan all the way, they was gonna try to manage to have some people there watching. Um, especially with the tournament. They was gonna have family and stuff like they were watching. NBA was gonna do some different things. But when it went to a complete shutdown, Vince McMahon said, you know what, we're gonna keep the ball rolling because we got WrestleMania coming up and that's their big money thing of yep. the year. And as that's coming up, they had no audiences for Raw SmackDown leading up to it. Uh, it was awkward to watch. I watched a few uh, of both shows. Um, AEW as well did the no audience thing. That was kind of weird to watch. But as the, as it went on, you saw that promos were highlighted. You had to be A1 on your promos on the mic. You had to be A1 as far as taking care of the, the different spots in the ring because crowds going on and stuff like that. You can, you know, we all know wrestling as we are today. I mean, we're grown men, so we know wrestling is, is scripted. We know that what is wrestling is not all the way fake. So we know it's not all the way mm-hmm. real. Um, but no crowd, it, you really have to be talented to pull off what happened over the weekend. And I have to say, for me being a, a person that was kind of being a Debbie Downer, uh, leading up to WrestleMania, I was entertained. Now, everything wasn't great. But I can't say for a two-night event, that was entertaining. What is your thoughts? First night, I was like, I ain't going to cap. It was a little... I went live and was... I was laughing, maybe because I don't really like Baron Corbin, King Corbin. I don't like the character mm-hmm. King Corbin. I like the, I like the Night Wolf. Like the wolf. I mean, like... When he first left NXT and came to the WWE, that's the Baron Corbin I like. I don't like this pompous asshole they made him into. 
And that's literally where right. I caught WrestleMania at. And it just was weird. You know what I'm saying? But as the night went on, and um, then Becky Lynch, I watched that match. I was a little weird. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not a big Becky. Maybe it's because the people that I watched first, I'm not a really big fan of. So when it got mm-hmm. to the Usos and New Day, and I was like, all right, this is actually entertaining. Like, these guys are actually yeah. putting on the same quality and match, and you're focusing more on the match. And the action, yeah, John Morrison, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. They're like, and then as as the night went on, like I said, as the night went on, and then um, for Brian to take the belt in a pretty much in a Goldberg style, you know, what I'm saying, you know, I know Goldberg matches are only gonna be about 15 moves, so he botches one, he's gonna kill somebody out there, mm-hmm. bro. You better stop. Hello. <laughs> he already ended Bret Hart's career, man. <laughs> he need to relax out there. <laughs> Bill dropped Undertaker on his head last time they fought. I said, oh, he tried to kill the dead right. man. So I knew the Braun Strowman Bill Goldberg match was going to be a match of boom, boom, bang, boom, pin. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right. Yeah. But night two, nah. Oh, no matter of fact, the AJ Styles Undertaker, classic. That was classic. I, I, that that was, was super. Good. It was super fire how AJ was just, he trolled us all coming out of the casket. I thought that was going to be the Undertaker. I said, this he I swear, dude, I was like, oh, symmetrical dude. soccer mom cut. I said, this is crazy, man. <laughs> you don't want none. You don't want none. But, you know, that's the one thing I hated the most about uh, uh, the first night was the Kabuki Warriors losing. I'm a Kabuki Warriors fan, and, uh, and I, you know, I, I, I respect Alexa Bliss. I, I like the, the uh, bottom she has. But, uh, that match, as far as Nikki Cross, I mean, she's talented. Nikki Cross can work yeah, in that fact. ring. I, I can say that. Yeah, that's a fact. And um, Kevin Owens versus uh, Seth Rollins. Now, that was a good match because of the WrestleMania moment. Everybody points at their WrestleMania signs before WrestleMania. And here, Kevin Owens climbs on it and jumps right. off of it. I mean, I was like, I said, nah, I oh, think Kevin Owens and, is insane for that. I might even sit here and cap. Yeah. Right, that was crazy. Um, but to, to what you said with the uh, Braun Strowman and Goldberg was that was kind of like I, I, what I said after the Undertaker match was that was a thank you to letting uh, Brock beat me in WrestleMania. You almost let Goldberg kill me. At least let me have this moment. Goldberg was somebody I felt that shouldn't have beat the scene, but I know what they were doing along with the storyline of that and what they was going to do. They didn't want John Cena going for no title. Because what they was going to end up doing with that. And I'm glad John Cena was on board for whatever happened. But with Braun Strowman winning the belt, it should have happened a long time ago. I mean, Braun Strowman was probably the most used wrestler other than Bray White at the time until Bray White was And it was, for me, the most used wrestlers are definitely Braun, Roman, Bray, and Dean Ambrose. That's why Dean Ambrose left and went to AEW when Seth tore his knee out. It was like Bray versus Dean mm-hmm. for like two years on every style of crazy yeah. match you could think of, all types of house shows, Raw, SmackDown. I swear I, I watched at yeah. least 15 Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt rivalry style matches. And then Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman's rivalry. Yeah, that boy Roman Reigns almost died in that rivalry. Like, yeah. That man yeah. got the brake pads beat off of him for what? Just to get the Brock and get the Brock yeah. and get slammed around for five, four more years? Right. 
That emergency truck, man. That was Yo, crazy. Yo, he flipped the ambulance, bro. I said, nah, son, nah. For one, he flipped the nigga. He had him on the gurney. He flipped him off off the edge on why he was strapped to the gurney. I said, he's sick in the head. That's the Braun Strowman I missed for real. For real. And like I said, but, you know, he still got the – I just hope he, you know, with this, with Roman Reigns uh, dropping out of that with health concerns, you know, whatever they do with Braun Strowman having a belt, I mean, it should be interesting. You know, I have him and Brock. You know, go against them. Who knows? I don't know. It's just whatever they plan to do, they they better quit misusing one of the biggest guys that they can use a oh, big just, guy for to do other things. He's not Big Show. He's not. They're trying to make him clean. in the Big Show. Though. I'm glad that you said that because Vince McMahon stays mishandling bigs. Yes. He loves yes, letting bigs get beat up and fall to like a guy. Like, think about Shawn Michaels. He created a whole persona for Shawn Michaels, the giant killer. After he would beat Sid Vicious, Diesel, Yokozuna. Like, I was like, oh, dad, super kicking everybody. That's why it was my favorite. At the, it was still my favorite all the time. But, like, when you got a guy like Braun and a guy like Brock is champion, it was like, it's only a matter of time until we get that battle to the behemoths. And every time he would get it, Brock would win. It's like, it's boring. Like, yeah. It's funny. Can, yeah. can we let can we just watch Brian lift an ambulance? Can we see Brian throw yeah. Brock in the Titan Tron or something? Like, can we get some wild shit done to Brock, please? Besides the elbow drop, yeah. I think Seth I, Rollins at Royal Rumble that damn near broke his ribs. Then he still comes back in, suplexes everybody. One F5 wins the belt. Like, all right, man. Y'all love Brock a little yeah. too much. Because that, that rivalry can be real. Because you remember that one pay per view where Brian accidentally hit Brock. Hard and he hit him for real, and then Brian Brock stood up and really, yeah. <laughs> Brian, yeah nah, I tell people all the time, Brock's a real like actual badass, I guess you can say, for the WWE, not for yeah. UFC, but definitely for the WWE. Them niggas over there don't want no smoke with Brock, I promise you. They don't want no smoke, they don't Zero. want no smoke because he'll go out Zero. there in a match and botch a German suplex so fast and slam you on your neck, it will look unkick. Mm-hmm. Yo, he when he takes people to Suplex City, it actually looks disturbing. Yeah, no, uh-huh. okay. Next question is let's talk about now something outside CBS. And I'm going off of what CBS, I'm going off of what CBS said because I read length in length what they had about this match, and I was disagreeing with it. So, I want your thoughts on it. Edge versus Randy Orton, that was second night. That match, I felt, was highly entertaining for what it was worth. I mean, like I said, with a crowd would have been way better, especially with Edge's interest. I mean, forget about it. But um, with that match, CBS rated that a C-. And we said it was... Uh, Edge versus Randy Orton? Where do you see that? Yeah, what? where do you see no, that match? All right, all right, matches on the... Uh, based on the matches on the card... That match was good. I'm not actually. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stay on topic and not compare it to anything else. So I don't get getting too far off topic. But that match was good. It's definitely not a C. I would give I'm, for real, for real. I give it an A minus on a scale from one to ten. I give it an eight for what it's for based off of what it was worth. Like, bro, they put on a show. Like you felt the emotion yeah. of the rivalry when, like, you felt it. Like if you were watching, I mean, if you were watching how I was watching, and when when Orton wanted to do that. um but how do you pronounce it? Concerto? When he wanted to perform the concerto mm-hmm. to, to finish Edge. And Edge pops up and puts a puts a chokehold on on the Viper. You know what I mean? And then smashes yeah. it. And then, you know what I mean? Looks, you know what I mean? Like, at the, if you look at the chair, there's blood coming out of Randy Orton's mouth. 
He's acting like he's convulsing. Yes. That's great effects done by the WWE. Hopefully he really wasn't doing that shit. But if he was, sorry for you, Randy. But yeah. it was entertaining. Like, damn, you felt it in Edge. Like, you felt that evil Edge that you haven't seen in years come back, bro. Like, it's yeah. almost like they were yeah. introducing that, yeah. like, hey, he's still capable of being a psycho that he used to be. Don't just mm-hmm. remember Edge because y'all remember Edge for being, like, the good guy when he retired, like, I'm, y'all got to remember that Ed was also a man that would do anything to you in the ring to get what he wanted. Anything, anything, anything. A spear off the freaking ladder. What he did off the that little ceiling gate on in that office, when he climbed on that and did the elbow drop off of that, I said, Ed, Yeah, when he, did, when he, like, said, when they were in the weight back. room and he pulled himself up and had Randy in the chair and, like, Luthez Prestine, like, they wrapping the yeah. chains around him in the weight room, like, they did as much as they could do with what they had to work with with no crowds. Like, come on, right. bro, that match was good. That, that's his hate. That's his hate for Randy Orton, somebody that, yeah, that, that they never true. really liked in the public. That is true. That is true. And, you know, they said the, the, the match lacked the, the violence that it probably could have because it was all just kicks and punches. But, you know, you, how can you say that when he got to do the DDT? Bro, he spared him on um, top of the... All right, son. <laughs> the nigga, yo, Randy Orton him in the ring. Right. First, first thing, first, first, first. Like, no, like, we're not like, here to like, play with him. Out of nowhere. And then he did it again. Come on, son. That's, I, I think <laughs> people, when you watch, you, you can't watch stuff like, all right, I went in there. I'd rather watch something to clown it than to hate it. Because through clowning, I can accept mm-hmm. it and start to like it. But if I'm just like, oh, this shit sucks. Fuck out of here. It sucks. It mm-hmm. sucks. Like, it sucks. Yeah. No matter what they do, then what are you watching it for? Like, I don't watch it shit that I don't I always like. I never watch it. shit that I'd be like, oh, this is trash and get all mad about yo. I just watched Thank another you. episode of Game of Whatever Thrones or Walking Whatever and it was trash. And nigga, why are you wasting time in your life to watch something trash? Because I always say people that like that, they want to feel like that they are the astute uh, critique. You know, the most astute people to review or critique things. Like they, they are the guys. So if they say that sucks. They're like, wow, like I must be dumb as hell. You know, no, I would never feel that way. I would never feel that way because bottom line, I'm going to be entertained for what I like to watch. And I was, I was a Debbie Downer on this whole thing when I started watching. I said, well, damn, not exactly. You, I, that's how not, I was. I was, I was down about it. But I, like I said, I clowned. Like I laughed at it. But I'm like, yo, they're really like putting like even the, the female matches were fire, the tag team matches were fire, like the matches looked great. It was just the atmosphere. Like I would right. say dumb shit, like when they would yell out to the crowd, I'd be like, yo, who the fuck are they talking to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody there, son. <laughs> now the one, now the one I did like, in which I was gonna move on to this match because I had some, had a scenario in it that I keep. Seeing and I want WWE to change that, but when Bailey told uh, Lacey, "You can't punch me in the face now," when she was messing her arm up, I did like that. Some things that were said were cool, um, but I cannot stand now. That was no. a good match, by the way. The the five way when Bailey told Naomi to dance her way to the back with the little racist undertone. Yes, I was like, yeah, right. I, I caught I, that. I was, I was repeating. I was repeating. Me and my bro, me and my bro, me and my bro was watching. Oh, wait a minute. You might as well go. You might as well call her a monkey and told her to eat watermelon with some hot sauce. And that's why I was like, damn, Sasha Banks, you didn't all you you didn't win pure, you didn't win pure Sasha. You're not Sasha no more. Yeah, 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 yeah. She tapped into the hat, the other hat. But right, 
Right. But the the thing that I don't like is because I remember back days of Randy Orton and um um what's his name? Um DiBiase's son in the first ever evolution uh, uh elimination chamber match. You remember when Randy Orton and DiBiase was in there and they were both part of the evolution, evolution. And you know who who's who he's gonna help team up. We have seen that so many times in wrestling where there's always going to be that triple threat or that four-way, five-way match to where two of the people are friends or yep. in the same faction. And we had Bailey and Sasha Banks. I just thought that that was a little over, like overdid as far as like they did something new, I would say, for Sasha Banks to come back in there to help. But it was just like whenever it came to that point where Sasha was going to get mad at Bailey for hitting her and then all that goes down, she gets eliminated and goes out and then eliminates Lacey by coming in there cheating, I was just like, the match could have been better if y'all had just let Bailey and Lacey just ha- finish it out. If you wanted Bailey to win, I mean, that's how we're going to do it. But Lacey, no, I ain't really going front. Lacey's whole persona is dope. Like her finisher, the woman's right. Like, nope. like that joint is yeah. like her whole everything is fire. I like, I like her. I like her. I like Lacey too. And I like what you said about Sasha and Bailey. I feel like what Bailey does, like the WWE is like, they had to rebrand her, remarket her, and anytime they rebrand and remarket, they always have people cheat. You know what I'm saying? It's just unfortunate that they're using Sasha inside of another storyline. Like I feel like they always misutilize Sasha. Yeah. It's not Sasha's fault. You know what I'm yes. saying? It's the right. I mean, like, no, it's not. She's yeah, yeah. They just always just kind of scribble her in after like they used and abused her body when Charlotte Flair and her back got messed up. Like you gotta understand, those girls like put NXT uh-huh. Women's Division on their back. And like fought and did everything yeah. to, like Mick Foley style, damn near. Like they're bleeding backs, getting broke. Yeah. I've seen Sasha's body bend up crazy yeah. so many times, bro. And yeah. so I feel like maybe yeah. her match, her style of match, can't be as competitive anymore due to the injuries. You know what I mean? She doesn't have those high impact mm-hmm. matches in her anymore. So they're just gonna utilize yeah. her and keep her relevant with the champion through Bailey, maybe. I might be all the way wrong, but I feel like she's yeah. just been through too much wear and tear, man. She's gonna. That's a good take. That's a damn good take, and you know that's something to look at right there. But you know Naomi, I think she's really good. Hey, she yo, has some good snick, I just watched Kevin Owens like do biggest. that shit again, bro. I had to cut you off. This nigga's insane, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I told you, man. That was he pointed at the WrestleMania sign. Oh, the nigga climbed to the top of the WrestleMania <laughs> sign and broke every bone in his body. But I do not like that he does the stone. I just same I'm, way I didn't I'm like fucking over Rollins doing the pedigree. That's such corny, and I don't like the fiend yeah. doing the fucking mandible claw. They all got good finishers. Let them do their damn now, finishers. Yeah. Yes, man. I, the, and then you got people doing the frog splash. Yo, they done, I mean, they done just pissed on the like, super kick. Everybody can do the super kick now. Everybody, if super kick is now. It's a knife edge chopping. The super like, kick is a knife edge chop in the nineties. Everybody fucking does it. Yep, that is true. Because the um, young bucks, they wear it out. The young bucks will do a super kick. At least Bro, one on the neck, kick you, drop to your knees, up, kick you again, and on the way down, they'll super kick your ass again. <laughs> like, god damn, bro. They are a trip. The NXT they are guys a trip. Is dope, I ain't gonna front. Uh, I was sleep. I slept on NXT for yeah. a, a briefly, but dog, that's some of the best exciting, right? Like. NXT and AEW might be yeah. an exciting brands of wrestling for me. Like WWE is pretty like uh, okay, sometimes okay. like here we go again. Frosted Flakes. 
Yeah, they're Frosted Flakes. You know, they didn't got to a point to where they was like, hey, man, we this is what we have. And sometimes they go over – sometimes they go over the line to where we can be like, holy shit. But then they play it safe a lot of times. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte uh, Flair, that was 30 minutes of pure athleticism right there. Uh, yeah, both yeah. of them are too, both, yeah. Rhea, both women Ripley. are just like what I want to say super athletes when it comes to being a woman. Or male, for that matter. Like, Charlotte Flair can, I'm pretty mm-hmm. convinced, can rumble with the best of them. When it comes to wrestling, like how China yeah. got in the ring with some women, with some men, nah. Mm-hmm. China couldn't lay Charlotte Flair's boots in the in-ring. In-ring, nah. Legacy right. and what she did for women, yeah, I mean, she did help out, but Charlotte Flair, different breed. Different breed. She's different she's breed, gonna... man. Different breed. Rhea Ripley, she's, she's, she's good too, man. But Charlotte Flair, like you said, the, the moonsault, she can land on her feet. She could make, I mean, like that bridge, you know, the finishing with the uh, cloverleaf block. I mean, I'm playing, like, that, I'm playing that match as you talk the about things. it. I'm just running it back. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just, I was like, man, like they really went at it. And then, you know, Rhea Ripley hit her with the with her finisher first in the beginning of the match. You know, what I'm saying like, like I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put you in early, to see if you're ready about that life. You know, what I'm saying like that was a really outstanding match, and I, I, I was. I was. Uh, I, I don't recall a bad Charlotte Flair match unless Ronda Rousey was involved. I hated Ronda Rousey. Yeah, that, I hated Ronda that. Rousey. That how she that. got thrown in between the two biggest women, Becky and Charlotte, and this gay that WrestleMania moment. Like Vince McMahon, like he pissed me off of that with so much because you had Oscar at the time want to come up. You still had Sasha. You still had a lot of other <laughs> Nia Jax. Like sitting on Nia, sitting on Nia the hardest. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It made Nia just fall off. Like she's like, oh man. And now Tamina's gonna fall to go through the same thing. I mean, it's like the big girls are not gonna. This like the big men win. The big (laughs) men, bro. Big girls, big men. Yeah. You 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 get a shot hand there. You throw a couple bitches around on Raw. But if there's a match and you're in it, all the bitches are jumping you and eliminating you. If it's it's it's. It's to a point where, like, when they let Nia win, it was dope because it was like, yo, she should have been champion. It makes yeah. no sense for her not to be when you yeah. got uh, – who the fuck was champion at the time? Alexa Bliss. Right. So when, and I like what Charlotte's doing by giving – going down to, like, NXT competition. Like, I'll fight any of y'all. Mm-hmm. I want that moment. Yeah, like, I don't care. I give it to you. Chance. That was like her dad. Like her dad. It's just like her dad, man. You know, um, her dad was coming up winning belts as long as he had a belt. As long as he can come out there with a belt on, do a promo, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Because with a belt, that knows that you getting the respect. And at that time where he was saying, I'm getting paid, you know what I'm saying? That's, that gives you that moniker. And, you know, Drew McIntyre, somebody who was really trying to get to that point, which when I remember Drew McIntyre came out, I was like, he ain't Nah, here. that man went and got on some steroids <laughs> and learned how to walk better. Going out of walk, baby. Yeah, he got on some testosterone, was... grew his hair, kept his hair hairline pushed back to let you know you're a thug. Yeah. Yeah. And that kick is and that kick yeah, it's, was it's, good. The kick you is gotta good. think the, he kind of took Seamus's spot. Yeah, I mean the bro like with the Irish bro yeah. kick, and he kind of kept that tradition with that. What's it called? Mm-hmm. The Claymore? Mm-hmm. Claymore kick. Yeah, yeah Claymore like kick. bro, when he well, oh, he be catching. Yo, when he caught Brock with them joints, I thought he killed. Me too. I was like, damn, did he? I mean, because it's like, because the first F5, that was the second one. I was like, whoa, 
the first one, I was like, damn. <laughs> and then he hit him with the Claymore kick. I said, oh, God. I said, hit him with another one. I said, I said Drew's going to win this one. I said, because one thing about Brock Lesnar, when he loses the matches, the, the, the thing is with him is that, yeah, he can take a couple finishes, but he can't do moves. He's like Goldberg. He's a, he's a Goldberg type guy who can't have a team. Not, not this Brock. Doing moves. Not this technical. Brock. Yeah. Old Brock, not yeah, that this Brock. Brock, yeah, your matches consist yeah, yeah. of 15 minutes of Suplex City, four minutes of you getting the, uh, yep. uh, the crowd back into it, and three yep. F5s, nigga. Yep, and the match over. But back then when Rock lost to Brock Lesnar Super Slam, that Brock. Oh, that Brock, when he, when he bear hugged Hogan on SmackDown and made blood come out his mouth? Yeah, the Brock that was beating Undertaker's ass, the Brock that won every major... Event in a year's time, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, that was Brock, that was Brock, and you know, I think that was just to make a little side note conversation right here. I think that's why they let Brock beat Undertaker at WrestleMania like that, but I they did it too late. And you know, if they was gonna let Brock do it, I always <laughs> said he should have did it early. When I always said that it. was an accident, though, I really felt like he botched that. Yo, he botched them at five, bro. That nigga Undertaker was landing on his head. Nigga, Undertaker mm-hmm. 60 landing on his head. <laughs> Get that man out of there, bitch. No, that man said, out. fuck this streak. I'm out. That kicked me out, man. They, they kicked me out. Like, I was just like, bro, like, did he just lose? And then, like, they had the whole thing of him standing in the middle of the ring and him putting his hat and everything. Now, that was when out. he fought. Roman, too, he retired after Roman beat him. Brock beat him and then yeah. Roman beat him. Oh, yeah. They doing yeah. anything to take her now. Yeah. Just doing anything, man. They, they doing, doing anything, anything to take her. They yeah, might man. as well bring Shawn Michaels back and let me win the belt. The One more thing. WrestleMania moment for Mr. WrestleMania. Right. And then here's the crazy thing right here. Cameras never really got to follow Undertaker, and they're going to be doing that. I got to saw the first look after part two of WrestleMania last night. And he said, he was like, I didn't know nothing about the streak until it got to about like 8 no. He said, somebody brought it to my attention. I was like, hey, you about to go now? You Hold on real quick, know, bro. He was Hold like, on real quick, bro. Yeah. I'll be right back. One second, one second. Okay. Okay, we got to take a moment there. Like I said, we're talking about WrestleMania 36. Like I said, we're talking about the crazy things that's, that's going on, you know what I'm saying, with, you know, wrestling storylines and how things have gone through the years and stuff like that and how they use this night. You know, saying to kind of bring some of those old memories back and stuff like that. They did a good job. Um, you know, like I said, always having that heartfelt, water. Um, championship match. Okay, yeah, having a heartfelt match of championship matches. You know, Drew McIntyre winning a big match, kind of reminiscent of guys like Eddie Guerrero, a guy, another guy. I'm not gonna mention his name. Uh, well, Chris Benoit, I mentioned his name. Um, but you know, guys like that would have those moments, like Edge and stuff like that, to win the finally win the belt. I felt kind of bad for McIntyre to not have the crowd there to have yeah, that moment. I felt bad. Really, I felt bad for him. Yeah, everybody would. It's just like I feel bad for anybody that's suffering because of something during Corona. You know what I'm saying? Corona's causing a lot of moments to not have that moment feel to it because it's like an asterisk next to it because nobody yeah. can see it. You know what I mean? Like nobody's yeah. really there to be like. It's like when Braun Strowman. They both the wanted for the like, first time. Yes. Right, and there's just nobody there to really cheer for him because I was like, hey, they did it, you know what I'm saying? But it's not, it's nothing compared to when Eddie Guerrero got that reception. 
Nothing compares. To I ain't going from Benoit's joint when he beat Sean and Triple H. GZ Peaks, bro. Yeah, man. That was a reception. Everybody came out the backstage. Everybody. And you know the thing that I love about Vince, though, man, he gives you moments like that. I feel like that's what we've been lacking lately. A lot. There's no big moments lately. Everything's pretty predictable. You, you know what I mean? It's be. Yeah, I think like true. I don't know if he's been focused more I mean, on the XFL and then kind of just put WWE on cruise control, like. You gotta think you don't have those moments no more. Drew McIntyre was that new moment. Like that was that that was the, that was supposed to yep. be a, a part of that lineage that we're talking about. And it, like I said, just because of Corona, it got an asterisk. But before that, what was the last one? You know what I mean? Kofi. Look, it, look how it, they did Kofi. So, Kofi wins, so and then Kofi gets F five on four seconds on Friday Night SmackDown debut, and he loses his belt like that. You know what I mean? Like that. Well, for a minute, but that is not how a championship. And then not get a rematch, just get rolled off back in the new day. Like here you go, buy back the new day. Like you know what I mean? Damn, the first SmackDown, the first new SmackDown, you have this man losing five seconds. I just don't like that. Sacrificial lamb. But Edge, but Edge at SummerSlam was a big surprise. Royal Rumble. I mean that that took a lot to surprise. They they kept a lot to keep it surprised. him being the 21st entry and then going to be in the final three with Roman Reigns, McIntyre, and uh, yeah, and him, and him, you know, that was that was <laughs> like that was that was big. Like, I was like, man, that was him, but Kofi winning the belt. Um, um, Rusev, what you know, what's wrong with Rusev? You know, what I'm saying, like, that's another, another character, another uh, character in WWE that where Rusev at a point could have been. I think a this Rusev was just a part he, of the election time, like, you got to think he was real big when Trump was like becoming president and Putin was popular mm-hmm. and getting spoke about. And Vince has always mm-hmm. been the type of person to tie a character and then blur the lines so people relate to that character. That is true. You know what I mean? That's what it's all. That's what it's always been about. You know what I mean? And and uh, mm-hmm. Rusev, they just kind of just lost track of him. Like it happens to a lot of guys that are on the Intercontinental USA title level that could be main eventers. They just leave them at that level. If then and they just kind of stay there, like the Mizzes and the Dolph Ziggler's. Like I remember Dolph. As, as Survivor Series was like the sole survivor and won, won against the corporation, and then that's it. I was like, Dolph's last big moment is like, now he fighting now Otis, fighting and Otis. Shit, and breaking up Valentine's and shit. Like, damn, bro, you go from Sting and 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 this person and that person in the ring with you and and fighting Seth Rollins to. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? So, what about the street profits now? What do you I think like about the street their profits. Angles, I feel like Vince is like, all right, I'll give the niggas what they want. <laughs> I like the street profits. I was telling, uh, I was telling wifey about them. I like their whole. I like that trio. What's the girl with the um the braids name? Oh man, I, she she came out there and beat up. Uh, I can't girl. think of her name off the top of my name, head. Uh, That's messed up. <laughs> I hate when I do that, but it is what it is. Uh, Shorty, I see you though. I like that trio yeah, better than New happen. Day. Like New Day's going online and said and yes, said like they don't I even mean. like how they get come on, bro. They got big E bending people over in the abdominal stretch and smacking their butt to the new yeah. day rocks. Like, come on, bro. Then you got them twerking yes. and doing booty and making deep. pancakes and shit. Like throwing pancakes in the crowd. Like, man, stop representing African Americans like that. Bobby Lashley comes back. And then now he's yeah. just in the midst of breaking up a marriage. Yeah. Like, yo, what the fuck? 
And our truth always been the truthiest <laughs> nigga. Titus O'Neil couldn't read the damn teleprompters last night. Like, yo, Titus O'Neil fell and slid under the ring at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Like, bro, Vince, get us somebody. <laughs> hey, he brought his MVP back. To get duffed out. <laughs> Damn. That man got duffed out in the Royal Rumble, and then he got choked out by Edge. Like he pretty... Hey, let's be for real. Let's be for real. The best African American wrestler is The Rock. But he's I mean, so like... lying. And I mean, that's and what I'm saying. So I mean, like, who, is the, true, who is Yoko, the true? Who Yoko is the Zuna, true? Yokozuna, Ming, because Yokozuna, Ming, Rikishi, The Rock, yeah. Usos, Roman, uh, Naya, High Chief. High Chief. Rocky Johnson Rocky senior, yeah, the senior. Like Tamina, Tamina. and, and it's Tamina. like it, they're all part of a bloodline that has a lot of respect in the WWE, but it's a Samoan bloodline. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like a like yes, the last the last yeah. year African American champion. They did Kofi wrong, man. Yeah, yeah I Henry, like Mark Henry the Hall of he the Hall of Pain back when they, but it was a SmackDown champion, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it still yeah, was a little yeah, like yeah, an asterisk to it. John Cena was the man, and Mark like Henry was the the co-main event. You feel me? Like, damn, bros. It was. It's like this. Uh, African American is never the the face of the like. The Rock was the closest thing. Like he's a man of melanin, so it's close enough for us. It's like fuck it, we claim that nigga. Yeah, because 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 you know the other side will claim. Yeah, facts. Irishman. I watched so many white people go from hating. Yeah, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. What? Just because he's white against Floyd. I almost lost my mind. I like Conor, too. Boy, and I'm not even going to say know. a cat. I was the troll and betting with Conor that with that fight. Just because I, I'm an asshole at times. I know damn well he can't beat Floyd in a fucking boxing match. But it just makes for good makes for good conversation. Makes for good laughs, for real. When Conor's in the eighth round getting a snot punched out of his nose. God damn it, Conor. Yeah, and so with with that being said, I mean, in in the future, you we would hope that Vince McMahon will find that that talent. You know, what I'm saying because like I said, street profits are not bad, and you know, Naomi is out there holding strong. You know, we got Sasha Banks, kinda, you know, you know, um, kinda. So you know, we gotta we gotta get another Sheldon Benjamin, and they be dogging like Sheldon too every to time close he it back, off, he get beat up. I think. Nigga get beat, beat up, up bad. bad when he comes back. Like, damn, Sullivan's probably one of the best pure athletes in WWE history. Hey, you notice I ain't say the name oh, Darren Young. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. I forgot about him and Titus being a tag team. But that was the worst. I, I like Titus. I, I like anybody that can make all. it. You know what I mean? Like they, I, Titus, I watched Titus is Titus on his yeah. backstory and like, and now nah, it's on the WWE. Oh, I, I got the sometimes I watch the WWE network and it's like a real network. They just play show after show and I just watch whatever they're playing. You know what I mean? And it was one of those moments and I caught up on a couple of R truths, Titus O'Neil. I'm like, damn, these they really like went through some stuff. You know what I'm saying to get to where they are. I feel like yeah, our truth really our truth strength mm-hmm. crazy. Titus O'Neil is one of those guys that was just like freakishly athletic and can kind of just do whatever, and I had to just make a, a decision and he went with wrestling, and it worked out. I mean, he's made he's been there for over ten years. You know what I'm saying it's that's a career. Yeah, I just don't know how that happened with the Grand Royal Rumble. I mean, like how you lose? He's your never been like the most I mean, coordinated just... guy. 
Even when he moves around the ring, he moves around like, yo, that was... any moment, I feel like he's about to fall. <laughs> he doesn't, he's not yeah, one of those. That's true. Like... So, so give me, give me, now this is, now this right, is how we're going to end this bet. off right here. We're going to talk about this. We're going right. to talk about this match right here. But I want you to give me your, I'm going to let you add a floor on this because this is big because he's been in the, he's been in the business for years and years and years. We mentioned his name a couple of times without even talking about the match. Cool. So John Cena, is he, now John Cena, when he came into this, when he came into this business, when I seen him, when me, I ain't talking about when he first came, when I seen him back with Thugonomics, you know, I, I, that was, you know, I was like, dog, this dude John Cena, something else, coming out here, wrapping everybody out the ring or pulling up to somebody that's even a fan pulling into the, to the, to the entrance, you know saying, of the arena. I mean, he's done, he had the rap album, he he was winning the Intercontinental Belt. Then he moved US. up to uh, heavy, you know, to the to the world. He won the U.S. and then he moved up to the to the big thing. And then once he won the big one, he changed the persona, changed the persona to salutes to eating your vitamins at the Hulk Hogan style. My thing with John Cena is that he's the ultimate get in where you fit in guy. And I thought that was perfect the way they did the match because he's always just been having the opportunities he's always had the, the, the silver spoon after thugonomics i don't know if they gave him a high five from like leaving that angle like hey man thank you for leaving that we're going to give you the the ladder to success or was it the fans really you know saying was it my thing is that was he manufactured in the sense to say we want you to be the big star? Or what he was manufactured. He was definitely he was not an organic star. He wasn't a star that went. He's never one. He's never been a heel. The closest thing he's been a heel is the Thugonomics, and that's why we like him because I'm from the era of attitude, that ruthless aggression mm-hmm. era. Like I had talked to some people about that, and that's the most uh, to me it's watered down. It was the era that, that like it was like that Raw was on spike and they. Didn't really know, like, it was this weird shit going on to me. And um, John Cena was the man during that time. You feel what I'm saying? And I was just like, I always felt like Randy Orton and, like, guys like Batista and Brock were better. They were better in-ring performers. They were better at being heels and still giving you good matches. They were just, I don't know, man. And I just felt like John Cena was always that guy. Like you said, the opportunist. Like, last night in the Funhouse, Bray Wyatt put him on blast. The best way I think anybody's ever done it in WWE history. And I just was shocked because everybody's always said John is a man that's all about himself. John's about this. John's about this. da 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 And um, to an extent, I, I admire that because you, you got to be like that if you want to be great. But it's just like, nah, mm-hmm. bro, you weren't yeah. Shawn Michaels. You're not Stone Cold. You're not The Rock. You didn't have no competition mm-hmm. of ratings mm-hmm. and stuff. Hey, it was a lot more pressure on those stars back then in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look up in the locker room and a guy you're wrestling with is on another channel. You know what I'm saying? And then John didn't have to go through nothing like that. John was allowed to kick out of finishers that nobody else is allowed to kick out of. Like, come on, everything's scripted. Like, I just yes. seen John Cena kick out of shit that I'm just like, all right, just, I'm going to head out. John's about to win. Like, you know once he kicks out of, like, four finishers, like, you know what I mean? And it's, no, he's not and it's just good. like, like he's never going to lose. And it's like five knuckle shuffle was better than the like people he's, right. he's a five, five guy. Like, and it's he doesn't. And he got put on blast about that, and he started trying to do that 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 fake ass famous surf from the top rope when somebody's bent over for fifteen seconds waiting for John to get perfectly yeah. set, pump up his Reebok, 
and then drop a leg drop on him and box that move so many times. Vince is like, bro, you got to chill with that. <laughs> yep. Because Booker T did it after the, um, after uh, Billy Badass. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, how many times you going to recycle that? And then you got your farm, farmer's carry, basically. It's, your finishing move ain't nothing but a fire. You know, um, uh, um, um, your, your, your signature is, is really biting off of the rock or somebody like a Ric Flair that should be, you know, okay. Or Stone Cold's middle finger, elbow, knee drop, one of the two. I just looked at his angle as like a... 2.0 of Hulk Hogan, except Hulk Hogan was different where I'm not going to call him John Cena. He was just somebody at that time. Terry Bethea being Hulk Hogan at that time was, was it was needed. It was like Larry Bird coming. It was like, you know, that guy that needed to say, put wrestling on that plateau to where it is, where televised wise today. I think, I think give Hulk Hogan those props. If people want to sit there and give John Cena those type of props, I'll smack him because wrestling was fine. He didn't uh, revolutionary. He didn't. He didn't. He's not a generation. No, to me, he's not a for generation. His generation I, like, like for his generation, like which is not saying much because I, I don't know, man. It's just hard, man. Because I'm like, I'm an Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold, yeah. Undertaker, Goldberg, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Sid Vicious, the '90s, yeah. '90s superstars. I can name. Yeah. I can keep going. Yeah. Like. You can't do that for their generation. It, it's kind of yeah. like Brock Edge. Because the Hardy Boys was with us. We watched the birth of the Hardy Boys. We watched the Dudley Boys mm-hmm. birth. That's all Attitude Era. They were already established. Mm-hmm. Everybody, by the yeah, time John Cena came in, was established stars. You know what I mean? To a point where, like, mm-hmm. it was just it's like, watch the birth and the rise and fall of Kurt Angle. You know what I mean? And the humble return of Kurt Angle. We watched the mm-hmm. rise and fall of CM Punk. And, like, that doesn't compare to... The birth of NWO, the birth of DX. Like, what the fuck? Like, John Cena was already like, bro, we didn't have nothing. We gave it to you. You were the guy that actually showed up for work, didn't do Percocets, did the right steroids, kept your body in shape, didn't fall in love, was a company man. You got rewarded for being a company man. Now, guys like Triple H, everybody thinks is a company man. You got to know his lineage. The click back when it was Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Shawn, uh, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, X-Pac, Triple H, um, they were all on the road with each other. And then at Madison Square Gardens, right before Scott Hall and, and Kevin Nash went on the WCW, and it was a, a match at Madison Square Gardens, and your, uh, a house event, not an in-your-house event, just a house event. They went out there, and they all hugged in the ring, and Vince was dumb mad. Shawn was champion at the time. Trip mm-hmm. and X, um, X-Pac, Triple H, and Razor Ramon, they, I mean, X-Pac, um, Diesel, and Razor Ramon were going to WCW. Vince dropped the hammer on Triple H, put him all the way at the bottom of the barrel. He was getting in motherfucking slot yep. matches with Henry Godwin on Monday uh, and getting yep. slot dumped on him and fighting and getting beat by everybody from Savio Vega to fucking Terry Funk. And the nigga was taking his L's and he never Hello. stopped going. You and know he, what I'm saying? So that's like. Yeah, he, he had a bow. He had a bow too. He had to like be this, you know, from Greenwich, Connecticut. You know, he, he comes out this knob type. You know, this in your house regular, you know, guy that where it was like, yeah, he's he's gonna turn up eventually, and and I think he turned perfectly up, like right? he turned, and that's what I Perfect. said. John Cena I mean, like, didn't, you didn't see John Cena do. Yeah, we saw Shawn Michaels, Marty Janetti, rockers into the show boy, the, the mm-hmm. relieving that super mm-hmm. kicking him that rivalry mm-hmm. into the Owen Hart rivalry into the Brown Hart rivalry into the oh man, this is Mr. WrestleMania Shawn Michaels now into the. 
I broke my back. I gotta leave it into Stone Cold, mm-hmm. into the Rock, into the and like John Cena. By the time you came, it was like dinner was already made at the table. All you had to do was make plates. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, and, and you, you just basically you drop thugonomics for like, let me keep the belt with the spinner on it to keep that demographic happy. Let me put the dad hat on at the time where dad hats were weird. Niggas were still wearing fitteds. We're going to make the trucker boys happy. We're going to wrestle in yep. George. Only people that wear George shoot tobacco, I promise you. Yes. And then, <laughs> like, so he was just yes. like a, a walking contradiction to make everyone happy. And if you stand, if you, what my thing is, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. And if you stand for everything, then you fall for anything. And he, that's how I looked at yes, John Cena. Like, right. oh, he, and that's what you want to appeal to this and this and it's not. Like, I like Randy Orton. Like, that man is off camera and on camera. That's and that's and, 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 yes, yes, and then you know, then that's what people I might I, I, people I hang with stuff like that. And like we talk wrestling, my wrestling friends and stuff like that. They be like, man, I don't like Randy Orton. It's like, what's not to like? Like, what's not to like? You know, you know he's a third. Well, he's yeah, a third, third generation, generation superstar, yeah. correct? And and he's he he's made his way. And he didn't nah, you know, take no handouts. <laughs> I mean, even like, the, like you the, said, he take no handouts. Like when Randy first was the youngest champion ever, and with Evolution, even then, like he tried to take that out of Triple H. Like you, yeah, hey, bro, you weren't. They said when Randy got yeah. the belt, he be, you got. Uh, I don't know if you watched it, that ruthless aggression documentary. They like when Randy got that butt, that man went insane. Like the fame went to his head immediately. He wasn't ready, like on that level of maturity, to be a champion. And but that that's what I like. I like guys that like, hey man, I fucked up, but I can still compete with the best of them. Like, but mm-hmm. I'm never gonna sell out. I'll be the viper. I'll be a snake. I'll be right. whatever you want to call yeah, me. But I'm me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and when he reinvented himself and got the tats yeah. and yeah. I hear voices in my, I was like, right, that's the goat. Oh, that was it. And him as Triple H's feud was probably one of the best feuds of after after the Attitude Era. I mm-hmm. think that might have been one of the best. Feuds what do you? What do you? What's your personal best? Uh, before we hop off, bro. What's your favorite? What's your all time favorite feud? Man, I have to say, through the years of me watching wrestling, and when I've sat in, on the edge of my seat, I got a top three: Rock, Stone Cold. There's nothing to beat that. I think Rock and Stone Cold had some of the best entertaining with the mic in their hand. Like, they didn't even have to have a fucking wrestling. Okay. okay? But they did anyway. But they had the, some of the best feuds throughout their career. Second, I may have to sit there and say that Stone Cold and Vince McMahon for the entertainment value and how Vince McMahon can use wrestlers to go after Stone Cold and stuff like that. How that CEO versus superstar, that was unique. That was wonderful. I thought that was good for the Attitude Era. It helped Stone Cold a hell of a lot. And it brought The Rock into it as well because he was the corporate champion and all that stuff like that. So that goes along with it. And then I think Undertaker and the Kane. And, and Undertaker and Kane, people don't realize that how big their rivalry was because their rivalry was they were brothers and how that Kane made his debut. And then they became a tag team. And then they feud again. And then he buried him alive. And then he came back. To one of the best Undertaker moments I've probably seen in WrestleMania. So you take those three right there. I can't go no wrong with those three feuds as far as through my time of watching wrestling. That was honorable mentions to WCW and WWF. I mean, you know, there's a lot of them out there. You know, uh, uh, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, uh, Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart, 
uh, uh, Bret Hart and Stone Cold. Uh, Bret that's Hart the and Shawn Michaels. Right um, that's, that's the that's reason why I didn't really. That's my all time feud right that, there that, for me. The reason why the reason why the reason why I didn't fuck with that is because I felt like I felt like that. I don't know, man. I just, I, I just love the matches. Like I love those matches they had, but it just like the feud just felt. Nah, that's me. why I like the feud. Real. I mean, like the Rock Stone Cold Company feud. You feel me? Kane Undertaker Company feud. Not knocking your feud. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels, yeah. Yeah. Bret Hart. I hate you for real. <laughs> that was real. Yeah, I feel. I mean, that's, that's why. why and I then the Iron Man real. match. Yeah. yeah. And then went into overtime. That was the best match. That's my favorite. And Shawn Michaels match. came that's in from the one ceiling. One of the day. best WrestleMania entrances at that time. Ooh. Entrances ever. Because Triple H, Triple that H was might be the WrestleMania. Like, Triple H, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania moment. I mean, Shawn Michaels Shawn at Michaels. the end of his career was a little bit less dramatic. But the later Undertaker and Triple H yes, got in their careers, yeah. yeah. You don't know. He came out of Terminator against Sting. Yeah. All right, son. All right, son. I, I saw that new Sting was going to lose. Like Ain't no way that man's losing in the Terminator suit, bro. Never, never. That's why I was like, holy shit. But Sting's oh, interesting, Sting, though, too. I saw this article. I might, you might have shared it. This might have been somebody else that shared it. I'm not positive off the top of my head, but I remember seeing an article on my timeline. That said, uh, Triple H and the WWE misused Sting. Like they didn't. That WrestleMania moment didn't do much for what. And I was just like, I felt like Sting misused Sting by holding out for so goddamn long. That's his fault. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could have been a part of it. Like everybody else when their contracts were up in WWE or WCW came over to WWE, had their run, did what they did. Then they went elsewhere. You went straight to TNA. That's your fault. Yep. Yeah, you watered down you yourself. Watered down yourself. Being, who me. you are, being the loyal guy you are, then at the end of it, like, what did it get you? Hey, I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna say two words: Fedor Emelianenko. Facts. Him and Sting are just the same. You watered down yourself because you wanted to stay with your company and that whatever. You didn't want to go to UFC. You could have been a bigger star. You could have went a long time ago. And Fedor's name would have been in the masses a little longer before you lost. Same way with Sting, you stayed over there. Did you come over here? We didn't expect you to do nothing. Yeah, we done there. missed the Sting Undertaker's thing, so we missed all the matches, bro. Them niggas old too. All those would have been great matches. Those would have been awesome matches. Eddie Guerrero versus Sting, something like that, man. It would have been great. It would have been great. You know, um, the you know the thing was like the fuse too. I mean, like you got tag team fuse that was dope, but you know, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. You know, I. Reason why that's not in my top three because, like I said, I walked away more entertained and more. And like you said, they're company feuds, but that's just the entertainment, you know, of those feuds outdo the real hatred that Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart had. It just, it just did it. Now, getting back to getting back to the to the match, and then we close out is that with Bray with Bray Wyatt being able to guy to, to work for what he worked for to come up. To, you know, I, I just thought that that was perfect how they how they did that match. Now, what do you see in the future? Because you know, we can we can't really talk about this match. It really wasn't a match. It was just a great um, what we already talked about with John Cena and stuff and how it came to the ending. 
But what do you um, see in the future with the Fiends? I just feel like they're gonna keep mishandling. I just feel like I just don't feel like WWE ever gets it right when it's supposed to be right. You know what I mean? Lately, it's just like they focus on Brock and Roman and like that feud so much and like the Universal Championship gets so much love. I would like to see like Bray versus mm-hmm. KO in a few, you know what I mean? Like stuff like those matches being ha- being the championship mm-hmm. matches instead of the co-main event, like Bray versus Seth, like mm-hmm. guys that can give you a show for the titles. You know what I mean? So I hope WWE yeah. gets the Phoenix belt back because they just like just took that joint from me for no reason. Yeah, on a freaking Saudi Arabia deal that Vince McMahon did where they got to have these miscellaneous pay-per-views over there. That yeah, them joints you know, started at 12. Man, most of the time, you know. Going on at 12, ending at 5. Like, everybody is Bro, you got to catch the rerun. And I forgot who the, he lost right. to Goldberg. Like, he lost to you had your... Goldberg. Like, you got to stop letting <laughs> like, You got to stop seconds. letting the, you gotta stop letting the guy that carries your organization. Literally, like, no, but there's no bigger fan base than Bray Wyatt. I'm sorry. Like, that man, that man used to have people turn the lights right. off and light up their cell phones in the ring. All right. Our, the whole arena, they're my fireflies. Yes. Like, literally, everyone likes Bray Wyatt because you can relate yes. to him. You can identify. Like, you can identify he's with the, the real that he's talking about. Not none of that sadisticness, but the real that he says, you can identify with it. Everyone yes. can. That's why Bray is just the he's yeah, yeah. he's the face of he, yeah. to me he's the face of the WWE. Yeah. Like Seth Rollins, I don't I don't like his promos. Yes. I, don't, I hate I Seth Rollins. I don't like Roman's promos. They lost Dean. Mm-mm. Um, they don't know what to do with yes. Dolph. Miz is corny. John Cena's washed up. Yo, John Cena looked like Ernest. By the way, I wanted to throw that out there. Ernest goes to WrestleMania. <laughs> he looked like Ernest he goes do. to WrestleMania. He do. I promise you, the steroids did his he body do. wrong. But um. They gotta do the fiend yes. right there. And yeah, to sum it up, like yeah, I hope they I hope they do. Uh, I wanna see like Fiend versus I want my team the Fiend versus um what's his name? The Alistair. one Drew McIntyre. That rivalry. I would get like, yeah, the, yeah, that'd be a nice rivalry. I like Alistair Alistair Black. Black. What do you think of Alistair Black? Handle what him like they him handle Baron Corbin. That's the same yeah. way they had Baron Corbin real dark and quiet and this real like badass. And next thing you know, they're shaving his mm-hmm. head and he's Can king strike. and he's king. And he strikes. See, that's the thing. He's that's the thing about Alistair Black. Like he mm. kind of reminds me of Steve Blackman with the striking. Like he strikes. He, but then he the got legs, the long hair with hands, the beard. You know what I'm saying? Like, more, then he got but, the like, dark style of like you know. Right. Pause. I don't know what's wrong with old hair, but yes. he love niggas with long hair, bro. I don't know. What's, like your champion, your, your he, champion, like yo, Goldberg, he, Austin, only ball champions, bro. Like everybody else, hair, nigga. Like and it's just like fuck. <laughs> Hey, that was funny you said that because uh, when Edge did his um, SummerSlam appearance and he um, speared uh, um, Elias and he went backstage, Vince McMahon walked by him and smacked him on the ass and kept him walking. He was like, yeah, I got to smack on the ass by Vince McMahon after that. And he was like, you know, that's when I knew that I could possibly, you know, come back and get back into this thing because he was saying that, you know, he was, he was, he, he you know, they told Edge, you're done. We can't clear you no more. And he went and got another surgery and just didn't think about it. But he was like, damn, I'm not in no pain. And he went and did shows and movies and stuff. And he was like, I'm not in no pain. And then that's what made Edge come back. But that's just that's something that he said that a lot of long-haired 
you you will make it far it if you got long hair. Add, it's just it makes the everything that's not real look more dramatic when your head flies back. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's like yeah. Hulk Hogan should have been yeah, had a true. body. That's a wig that nigga Man, wears. Think that nigga got a whole lace front on the back of his head. How you got? Like, I'm getting off here. You'll be wearing a backwards lace front with a bandana for 50 years. Like, all right, Hulk, you got it, bro. You got it, bro. But, yeah, like, I want to give a shout-out to you and your people out there down in Charleston, man. Saw Street Talk Show. I hope everybody stays locked in, tuned in. I, I want to say you. myself, thank you for having me, man. This was actually fun. I hope whenever you need me again, I can be, I mean, of service. Oh, yeah, I definitely want to have you um, back on, Right man. now, Tell I got... Uh, what you got going on, man. I'm going to make the announcement. A lot of people that have been following me know about the Benny Backwards Project because they've been following me for so long. But um, if you know about me myself, I keep my music um pretty secretive. Like, not secretive, but like I share it. But then the purchaser, you got to go through me. I don't go through Apple Music. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So I can keep 100% of my everything. So uh, recently, I was like, you know what? I've made enough money off my projects that I worked on for years. I'm about to um, put my whole catalog on Apple Music, starting with Benny Backwood. It'll be on Apple Music, Title, Pandora, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, so people just have more access to Vino. And um, you can follow me on Instagram at the real underscore Vino Bands. And then you can follow me on Facebook at Vino Bands. Vino Bands Gaming on um, YouTube. Uh, Vino Bands, the music site, uh, the music page on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. And that's really it right now. I just had a video drop today for, for Box. Got another video, another two videos in the tuck. You just see what I'm saying? Just trying to stay busy, man. Uh, and be on the lookout for my daughter's lemonade coming back real, real soon. LA's lemonade, we coming back real, 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 real soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. We'll definitely be doing that, man. Thank you, Vino Bands, man. Great episode. Like I said, I mean, we got another year. Yeah, 328, I believe. 328. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping every year. I hope COVID's done. Or COVID, I mean, I hope COVID's done by then. I'm, I'm, I might have to slide to that one, bro. Yeah. I love yeah, Cali. I love wrestling. So I might have to slide to that one. Yeah. Okay. Amen. That's a mission for both of us, man. But people are tuned in, people that will tune in, thank you. This is another episode of the Soft Straight Talk Show. My guest, Vino Bands, representing Marksburg. 